0: Another amazing episode of Hip Hop Heads. I'm your host, No Sage, and along with me is Novak, as always. We got a very special episode today, and again, uh, Hip Hop Heads is a podcast where we discuss our favorite hip hop moments. Uh, we got Maurice Prophet in the building. Let me uh, give you a little intro on um, who my man is right here. He's um, man of many talents, you know, over a decade of experience working within the performing arts industry, over 20 original live theater pieces, written, produced, directed by him throughout the Chicago area. And he also created and wrote, produced, directed the TV series, Broke AF, available right now on Prime. So peep that out, as well as uh, wrote, produced, directed the short film what are we going to eat? That is currently nominated for Best Film Award with the VIAFF Film Festival. Multi, multiple media sources, including newspaper articles, interviews, magazine articles that have profiled him, his brand, and various productions. So please welcome to the show the founder and creative director of B Side Studios, Maurice Prophet
1: all
0: research hey, y'all hey.
1: on every every base in the field man <laughs> Yo. No I, no I appreciate that I appreciate it thank you, thank you, thank you, fellas, Jay Keline, appreciate y'all uh for you know for letting me be a part of the uh the hip hop pet hip hop heads uh podcast, so I'm looking forward to this,
0: yeah, man, yeah, man. this is tongue twister every time we've been doing the <laughs> show for a couple times, and we still get flipped over it hip pod heads, yeah, and you know you know, it, you,
1: know you know it's the it's it's the it's the p and the h you know in the in the, in the, in the, e, in the, in the middle and everything is kind of like throws things off but yeah because at first i read as it, hip-hop heads okay hip-hop is cool but then i read it again i'm like wait hip-pod heads ah okay yeah <laughs> you gotta kind of like yeah you got kind of like you know uh exercise your mouth first before you say it the right way
0: <laughs> i appreciate you i'm glad you yeah but no,
1: that. i like that though mm-hmm. man for real it stands out
0: yeah, man. I'm glad you see what we did there. We actually did try to go with the hip hop heads, uh hip hop heads, and there was already somebody doing it for a while. So, you know, me and uh me and Novak, you know, being the dads that we are like, you know, let's let's throw a little dad joke pun in there, hip hop heads <laughs> yeah. and keep it moving. Keep yeah. it going. But yeah, man, you've been you've been super busy. I really appreciate you, you know, coming Bro. on the show, man. Like, um, man, it's, been, it's, oh, been, it's been it's been a nothing. journey.
1: This, yeah, this <clears throat> to say the least. Um, yeah, you know, um, a lot has a pretty much a, a little a little background and whatnot and everything. So sure. I came yeah. up, I came up. Um, my mother, uh, she owned a theater company, a theater group out in Schomburg, Illinois, and oh, it wow. was called Powerhouse Productions. She was all, all her life; she's been all, all about performing arts. Uh, she did a lot of community theater, <clears throat> even oh, after wow. like you know, um, after I was born and whatnot and everything. So she do stuff at the Y um candy king college in the south side she come back you know she she perform at like eta so she's always involved you know some way shape or form with theater and then she started her group and so when she started her theater company we have a, a an annual black history production and she always asked me like you know can you help out some way some can you be the mc can you you know, like, you know, can you, you know, take tickets? Can you be the stage manager? Can you introduce this this performer or whatever like that? And of course, like, you know, I'm there for everything, you know, for her, you know, obviously. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, so I was, you know, deep into um working alongside of that part of the arts. Now, <clears throat> prior to that, I always always I was always into writing. So I used to like, you know, write a lot of poetry, short stories. Um, I like you know, I, I even write like you know like 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 song lyrics and whatnot and everything, just tell a story. Just like I was, I was like writing. So being able to marry that portion of like what I liked with art, with the performance aspect, like, you know, what she was into, you know, it, it, it was really cool because I just magnified like what I already liked about that, about that area. And so fast forward some years, I wanted to get more involved with the, you know, more of the, um, the executive stuff with Powerhouse in terms of the business side of things, in terms of you know, like marketing and, you know, things of that nature and everything to right. help out on that end. And it was that experience that got me to where I'm at right now, where I was a, where I got to a point where I can open my own, my own entertainment group. And that's b Studios. And with that, you know, we've done, I mean, we, 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 we've done television, we've done film, we've done, you know, we, we, we've done podcasts, we've done feature films, short films. Uh, we've done even like little one-offs, like a comedy show at, 60, at the 606, at the 606 on the North side of, We've done our own beat battles that are like similar to verses as well. Yeah, um we, start, we started a, a reality show, a social media reality show uh back in back in November. And we're starting a, a cooking show um this spring. So you know it's it's man. it's it spawned, yeah, it spawned a whole lot, man. You know what I'm saying? It's it's spawned a whole lot in terms of like, you know, where you can take this whole art thing. And you know, it's a, it's it's a journey. That's why that was the best, that's the best thing you said Yo. earlier was Yo. journey. And so yeah, it is.
0: That's amazing, man. I mean, I'm I'm really really happy to hear their origin story. Um, I'm very, ah, I'm I'm very very pleased to see that you carried the torch that you know your mom passed down to you, and yeah. you know you 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 were studying. It seemed like you know it wasn't just like grunt work for you. Like you you felt like you were you were um, under her tutelage, and you know yeah
1: yeah, and, and that's since she made sure that I was involved with everything. So. Right you know, even down to like, you know, like, like I said, like, you know, taking tickets at the front door or yep. just even like cleaning up after the show, every corner of that, you know, of, of the experience had to be fulfilled, you know, and that was, a, and so, was, so she was like, since I have the platform and I have the, the means to make sure that you understand this entire, this, how, how this entire thing is ran, you No, know, let's take advantage of this, you know what I mean? So, yes, sir. but yeah, but yeah, man.
0: But yeah, oh. here we are today. <laughs> and speaking of fast, fast forward, like me, uh, you and Novak remember each other from back in the college days. And you definitely had the platform back then. Like you were not anybody who um would be trifled with, like the few times that I did walk into the gym and try to get my, <laughs> my bench press on Maurice, like, you know, lifting any cat out the gym. But um, <laughs> I always remember like how, like how much of a, like a. Like a kindred spirit, you were like you always had this positive vibe, and you know,
1: oh, yeah,
0: yeah, I, man. I, I just respected <sighs> that, like, you know. Looking from afar, you're like, oh man, don't don't mess with this guy. And then you know, you get to yeah. where he says, like, oh, okay, my man, my man got a got a got an awesome vibe to him. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's worth that
1: that's worth for me and against me. I guess it <laughs> I guess it depends on like what. What, what what road we're going down with situations, but
2: that's <laughs> true.
1: <laughs> you know, <what> I'm saying? <laughs> but but yeah, man. No, that's uh, yeah, exactly, man. I was that. I, I'm I'm glad we had the time to chop it up before. You know, we we went live on the mics because it was just like just going down memory lane with being with Benedict with the BU days. You know, when uh, when we're at at BU and you know the uh, you know all like the little stories we have and everything like that. It's it's crazy because it's like even though structurally that. That school wasn't the best, you know, in terms of like how you know, their are in their workings. But man, some of the the best people I've ever known in my life came, you know, came from there. And, you know, y'all, my wife, you know, saying like you know my frat brothers and everything. It's like the best people like, I, I could ever meet was from like probably like one of the the worst schools you can attend to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But no, but it's love, it's love, it's love, it's love. I I, I love BU. You know they they, yeah. they know that. I talk to Doctor Gaddis on on a regular basis. And uh, he and I I like I like to crack on that school sometimes, but
0: no, I totally I totally believe it. It's like baptism by fire. But like me and Novak, we are constantly blown away by how many talented people that we were able to kind of like essentially grow up with. You know, I mean, I feel like I didn't find myself until like through my college years. So it's been kind of awesome (laughs) to go through, you know, go through that experience with folks. That's real.
2: Yeah, but you see all the talent. You see people doing production. You know, I watched Broke AF. You know, you think about. You know, I didn't know your mom was Val Prophet. I tell you the, the funny. The, the funny story behind that is, my mom is always talk about. She's uh, always about Powerhouse Productions because my mom was a, was a school teacher when she was teaching. She wow. talked about the Black History Show you guys yeah. used to put on out there, and right. I was like. And then I remember uh, around the time when your mom passed away, I saw it in the paper, and my mom was talking about. That's the lady that does the black history shows. Wow. And I was like, wow. I'm like, I know Maurice. And she was like, How do you know Maurice? He went to Benedictine. So it was like a small world. Wow. So, you know, everybody's connected. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it caught me off guard. And I'm sitting there like, whoa. Because I know I used to always see you writing, I always have your notebook around you on campus. You're yeah. always like vibing, you know, basically, like your energy, your energy is what drew people in. You'd be sitting there laughing about something. Living ways, chilling, eating, or whatever, you know, yeah. just, doing, just doing you pretty much. Never seen a frown, never seen you down about anything, because you know that, you know, when you're in a school that's small, sometimes the slightest things touch you because everybody's so interconnected. You know, if you do something bizarre, everybody's upset. Now nah, this guy's energy always is like always a one every day, man. And that's the beauty That's the beauty thing about. The people that you meet in college you know the different people in different walks of life i mean we met some exceptional people you know over the years man and i can't i can't reduplicate that in the workforce i haven't been able to recreate that after college nowhere nowhere do you meet that many quality people again in your lifetime you join organizations you do this you do that but it's never the same in that regard yeah i don't i
1: don't know where it is
2: either too man
1: like I, just because you're right it's like you know, you, you think about like the times you had, like, you know, in high school, the times you had in college, mm-hmm. you know, like on, on a social level, you know, on, on a social tip. And those are like the staples of your life. Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah, you have some years, like, you know, like and you, you have like, you know, a good, like, you know, a good little run in your twenties, but it don't stick with you the way how those high school and those college years really do truly stick with you and stay with you. And really like, you know, kind of like just, if like, Inject itself, inject itself deeper into you and such. You know what I mean. But you're right. Like you know, you can be a part of organizations. You know, like you know, just you know, yeah. As an adult, you can be you know in in your you know within within your colleagues at work, or like you know some other type of like you know outlet. And yeah, like you know, you'll have some like really good connections, but it won't be the same. And that's just like man, it's 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 kind of sad in a way because you kind of think to yourself like damn am I, am, I, am I at that point in life where you know those type of meaningful friendships aren't going to they're not going to they're not going to happen anymore you know what I mean right
2: it's Yeah, that's, oh. that's a growth thing because you know like the the segue into music and everything like that you think about artists right that you, yeah. you know you listen to in college you know for me it was Outkast. it was you know it was you know, it, it was it was everything other than what we started involving. It was Wu Tang, Outkast. You know, mystical. It was a wide variety. It, you know, sometimes I find myself listening to like Kenny, you know, Kenny G or something like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Maxwell. Just that's a weird musical like genre. I mean, even sometimes listening, uh, you know, Lenny Kravitz. You know, I I felt out that I figured out that Lenny Kravitz is really good at taking a shower in college. <laughs> you know, I got the shower. I got Lenny Kravitz playing. I know. I had a roommate at the time. I'd be like, "This brother's listening to Lenny Kravitz." You know, wh- where does this come from? You know, I'm like, "Man, I didn't feel like listening to hip hop right now." So yeah. your music, your musical identity evolves, and we get these artists. Sometimes you get the Notorious B.I.G., you get, you know, you get Tupac, you get all these different artists over a lifetime, and sometimes they don't always live to see the fruit in that situation. But you know, you always got to give people their roses while they're here. You know, we don't do that. We don't give, we don't give artists their flowers and they're here. And you know, we had another artist pass away recently, and it was strange. <laughs> I say the most, but this artist also was very strange, but he was so talented. You know, talking about MF Doom, yeah, brilliant artist, man. Just yeah. always wanted to know who was that guy. You know, I spent like a decade trying to follow this guy, yeah. And then as you got closer to him, this tragedy happened. And I was like, What? When did this happen? So,
1: dude, it was about that was it was so out of nowhere man like it's crazy because it was on it happened on new year's eve when the the news broke and i remember that day i was out with my wife you know we're running errands um all day like you know pretty much a whole day or whatever but it was a it was like you know like uh it wasn't a grind or anything like that you know it was actually Mm -hmm. like no rash you know cracking jokes having fun i was in a good mood Mm -hmm. and typically when when I'm out like that, when we're just like doing like a whole lot of running around, I don't check my phone. I just don't. I don't look at my phone. I'll look at it like when I get home, like when I'm sitting down at home or whatever. But I don't look at it. So I went hours without checking my phone at all. Got home, put the groceries up or whatever. So I'm like, right, let me see, you know what's going on. I look at my Facebook and I got I got tagged in a couple of posts by two different people who don't who aren't related to each other in any sort of way. So i went okay, that's weird. So I went to the one. My guy Roland, he and and it was an article saying MF, MF Doom, um, M, you know MF Doom has passed away, and he t- and I'm like, and I saw it came f- and it came from um OK player, so it was a credible source, and I was like, nah, no, 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 and check, you know, they start checking Google and you see everything, you see the tw- you see what people are tweeting, you see the articles that are out there and everything, and you're like, God damn. And I damn, I I I damn, I broke down. Like I I couldn't believe. It. I was in shock. Like I, I I felt like this death felt like you know it really did feel like you know like a family member died. Like someone who you really were legitimately close with passed away. Um, and I, I I can't really put my finger on why, but I think it's because like that was that was just such a you as a fan. That's just such a, a unique connection. A unique. Fan to artist relationship because that is it was a very unique connection that it was with Doom. Then that you you don't have with anyone else. Like you, you have a like you can you can you can like Drake, you can like uh like you know Lil Wayne, you can like you know these artists, Davies or whatever may have you. But it's something about that connection with Doom being a Doom fan that was special. That was special. That was different. That was unique. That was very niche. That when and, and you felt like. You were the only one like you know like you felt like your world with doom was so was, was so small that it felt like like that musical was was made specifically for you you know what i mean because maybe like you know other people in your circle don't really mess with that and because he's not a mainstream artist that 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 you had even like you know closest connection with so when he died man and then to find out that he died two months prior that was on halloween mm-hmm. what <laughs> So that was a whole other layer to accept as well, too. Like not only you find out he's 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 gone, but then you find out that wait, he died. He so he's been dead for two months, and we just now find this out. Man, it's crazy,
2: man. Yeah, it blew me. They leaked the casualty like, by the way. Doom died on Halloween, and you should listen to his music. And I, you know, I, you know, we had just did a podcast a few days before that, and we were talking about artists and guilty pleasures and artists that we like that other people might not vibe with. And Doom came up a lot, you know, during that conversation. So, I mean, Good. he's one of those artists where, you know, the first time I heard Accordion, that's about 2004, and I was sitting there just vibing to it because I just came off of that Black Star, that whole Black Star, like, vibe moment, basically. And then Doom slid into that slot, and you start listening to it, and then you see a video, and you're like, wow, this dude is on to something. It's a more intimate artist. He's like... He's like the hip hop shade, you know, in that situation. You know, it's like you're watching them, you're vibing with them, the videos are creative, the concerts are wild, cause you don't know if it's doom at the concert, you don't know if it's an imposter, right, you know, right. there's fake dooms out there. He's like our daft punk, if you think about it, in that situation. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, the artist is just, man, it's a beautiful artist. You know, you don't get that in hip hop today that much because you get artists that comes like Drake. You know, there are people out there to be sad if Drake left the planet, you know. A lot of brothers be like, okay, all right, what did he do? You know, what did I like from Drake? You know, he's he's his own different type of artist, you know what I mean? But this guy, lyrically, was a beast. You know, this, this is one of the greatest lyricists that we had in hip-hop, period. That's Rakim, the God MC. There's these other great artists out there, Big like Daddy Kane. You get into that. You get into Jay, who took theirs flow. And then you get at MF Doom, and you see the way he vibed with other artists, man. You throw Ghostface with him. You <laughs> so throw other artists, he leveled up with them, and he yeah. basically yeah. took them to a different level. He made Ghostface to start rapping even better. You know, Ghost flow got better because he started rapping with Doom. And and the thing, this is a guy from this is a guy from England that basically felt like at a, you know his his whole like uh, acid was gone on the music. You listen to it, and you're like, how does he sound like he's from Brooklyn? And you find out that Doom's from London. You know, in that situation, he's English, and you're like, wow, the mastery of the language, the delivery the costumes, you know, he gave me a WWE vibe, you know, with hip hop in the middle. You know, it gives you a little bit of that Griselda touch, we like to say. We did a a podcast about.
0: Yeah, when we were talking about Griselda with those cats, I remember one of them was bringing up the Doom story about him performing at um, the Congress Theater in Chicago um, some years back with Most Def. And I was at that show, too, and I told um, my guy that yeah, bro. Like when I was there for that Doom show, I did not know that he was known for not showing up. And actually my wife was there at the show too. It was, it was, it was a tight set. Like it was um, some like uh, DJ video guy where he was like showing videos and scratching along. I think his name yeah. is DJ Realm. And then most Steff showed up. I think he was promoting the ecstatic at the time. And then all of a sudden Most stays on and he starts rapping with the Doom mask on. And at this point, like me and my wife are like super confused. Like, wait, what's going on? What's yeah,
1: bad? But hold on. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then it was almost like he was trying to like egg on the crowd. Like, hey, you know, saying some he was spouting some crazy stuff like, oh, you little faith. Um, <laughs> doom will be here. Don't worry about it. And, you know, this is this is before we got Yasin Bay. So this is like straight, most deaf, you know, straight lace most deaf. Like, OK, yeah. he's telling me like it is. Doom will be here. And then right. Doom starts doing his thing, and we we're far back. And I kid you not, my wife is like saying, Is he lip singing? I'm like, What are you talking about? I'm just like all into it, right? Like, no. Yeah. He's not even like rapping. Like, that's lip singing. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to listen to it. And it takes a crowd, like maybe a song or two, to catch on. And then they start like throwing stuff on the stage. On. <laughs> and, and they literally have to like, um escort this dude off <laughs> because it got ugly, man. It what? Got ugly. But
1: so how his, long he? How long he make y'all wait?
0: Before I he, would he say before he finally shut the show down, the set down. It was he probably answer, like, his like fourth or fifth song. But we were <laughs> we were cracking on that story a <laughs> long ago because when we heard about the doom passing news, and she even told me to this day like that that's an artist. Like even though yeah. I don't necessarily like respect what he did or even think he was great for it like I can't erase that memory yeah. and that was that was my first like doom moment like I, I I had to like figure out um his discography after that I had to figure out you know what is he on what albums has he done and yeah. even to this day I'm confused I think Maurice you hit it on his head it's like he is that artist that you feel like the work that he's done is just for you he's very like I know he's kind of like I don't know if secretives are, he's very, he has like a very private life, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And, um, he expresses himself through his art. He always plays the villain and he definitely embraced the villain role with the doom mask. I always felt like Wu-Tang, they -hmm. always like, um, embodied certain superheroes. Right. So obviously Ghostface with, you know, Iron Man Man, and, you know, a bunch of them kind of had, had some, I felt like Inspector Deck was, was uh, a Spider-Man, uh, meth was like, you know, um, Uh, What's what's the guy? Ghost Rider? um, Ghost Rider.
2: Johnny Blaze. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, Doom, like, he actually was that guy. It wasn't just a one-line reference or a multiple-song reference. Like, he embodied that villain. And he even played some other characters, too. Like, as I was trying to look into his albums, he played some guy named Victor Vaughn. Victor Vaughn. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. King uh, Ghidorah, right? Whatever. It was like like, the uh, Godzilla um, villain. So... (laughs) I think it's kind of dope that we had you on the show because like you you admitted like how much you flocked to the performance arts and you you really couldn't categorize Doom like he wasn't like a battle rapper but he wasn't like um, he wasn't like a soft guy neither you know what I mean it's like he he can rap with the best of them but then he could also sound very nerdy with it it's like he's almost like your rap your favorite rappers favorite rapper and yeah everyone felt like he was the best kept secret in some ways you know.
1: Yeah, definitely, 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 man. Like that's a, uh, that's why I I connected with him, you know, m- you know personally because it was much more intimate. It was much more, and what I mean intimate. I'm talking about as far as like from an aesthetic, from a uh, from a creative standpoint. Uh, this w- you're right. This was not the guy you're gonna hear on the radio. This was not no, you know, like it's not like little peep or this ain't no, you know, the baby or this ain't, you know, what I mean this ain't this ain't none of them. You know what I'm saying? This is what you're gonna you know, this is this is something that's much more much more grounded and much more authentic and much more organic and much more gutter, and it really is the the embodiment of um, of of underground of underground hip hop. You know, like what really and that's the things that what really captivated me though, like what really made me a fan was that I I knew of Doom before, like that, that after Mad Villainy came out in 04, a buddy of mine tried to put me onto the album. It's like you know, like uh listen to this, you know, listen to blah, blah, blah. and I just wasn't, I wasn't into it, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling. It. I was like, I'm, I'm like, I don't get it, because that's like you said, like Tiva, like we said, like mm-hmm. the the accordion is what starts the album out and I'm just like, mm-hmm. what the f- what the fuck am I listening to, bro? You know, what I'm saying? so <laughs> I didn't listen to. It. But it was some years later. It was some years later. I'm at work and I'm talking to my, uh, I'm talking to my guy. His name's mm-hmm. Mo, and he told, and he was, he was talking about villain, and he was telling me like, you know. Like, you know, like, you know, this, that, and the other and everything. But I'm like, I'm like, bro, I tried, I tried getting down with him, whatever, like that. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. But when he told me the story behind the mask, in terms of like the reason why he wore the mask, like we told the whole story about losing his brother and the, uh the, 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 the deal with the, the label with KMD, you know, mm-hmm. going south. And then, you know, that, this was Doom's way of saying like, you know, I'm, I'm putting the mask on, I'm going to show my face, because now I'm not, now I am a villain of hip hop because, mm-hmm. Of everything that was going down at the time, and I was like, "Whoa, wait, what?" And so, how, so to me, it was like a, it was it was, this, it was like this 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 superhero story, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm just like, "Wait, this is real, though." And he was telling me like, you know, he was telling me that. So I'm playing it back in my head, and I'm just like, "Yo, okay, all right, okay, now I got now I got give it a, a second listen." So I gave it a, I gave it another listen. I gave Matt Villani another listen, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Okay, like you know, I, I I can get with that." But then I started like listening to it more and more and more. And then I started, like, what y'all said earlier, go going to his, his older catalog. So now I'm like, you know, I'm listening to Operation Doomsday, mm-hmm. food, um, you know, King Gator, Take Me to Your Leader, you know, the all all that stuff and everything, Danger, Doom. And, you know, thank God for Spotify, you know, some of the years later to be able to get the, all that stuff because before Spotify, I would have to, like, ask, I would have to, have to ask friends or just download illegally or whatever just to be able to get the music. But, man, like... And I'm like, this is different, this is not what you, this is not what you were seeing because, or, or hearing on the mainstream level because it's all art. Mm-hmm. You know, the way incorporating, like, you know, incorporating like, you know, old Saturday morning cartoons, you know, into, in, into the music or even like old, old like film references mm-hmm. as well, like from like classic movies or even like, you know, like just like old vintage uh, television, little snippets and everything here and there. There was so much characterization, like, you know, around like, you know, what was being presented. Uh, Mm, food is an entire is an entire album that's dedicated towards referencing food you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like you know in in the song titles or even in the content it's like i mean it was so many so many concepts that like you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't not watch you could not like you know you could not take your ear off you know what was being played because this was something that was unlike anything else that was out there so 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 when that happened like i became like a really like you know just like a dedicated fast fan of his, like uh, you know, like I said, tracking back the uh the catalog, you know, through all the, you know, through YouTube and through like you know, li- uh, LimeWire or whatever like that, trying to download and shit, and you know, just like, and you and you you wanted more, you just wanted more and more of what of what he had because you're like, okay, I I can't stop it taking like you know this uh, this uh this 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 quality music and that's the thing is that like the story behind him and just like you know his theatrics you know saying like you know what you're talking about earlier with the concert or even him like you know having the imposter on the on the stage and him being in the crowd just because he wanted to vibe you know with the you know with with everybody you know what I'm saying it's like you don't hear about these stories ever and that was a big reason why it hit so heavy on the 31st because you will never hear those stories again you know for any any other active uh, artist because that type of that type of, of creative thinking man that's that 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 comes like once in a lifetime. I feel.
0: Yo, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm really happy that you brought up that superhero origin story because I honestly didn't realize he lost his brother um, during the KMD days. I didn't even know who KMD was to tell you the truth. I had to listen to this stuff, and it had like a very almost like um, Onyx vibe, yeah. very 90s era, golden era hip hop. What's kind of dope though was that um, uh, Novak. Did you know that? Um, Doom is actually the guy who's on the um the Gas Face song with Third, yeah, base. No, third base. I, had, I had no you know you didn't know
2: that. Hit him no. with the gas Face Pete. I'm like, yeah, that's him. I was, I just bought Third Base about two weeks ago on vinyl. I got I got the I got the Cactus album on vinyl, and no. yeah, he's all over that because they they throw shots at KMD the whole entire like in the video on the song. Yeah, that's, yeah, I know where that was. I mean, hip hop does like this 360 circle on you sometimes, you know. You start off with an artist and then he mutates. You think is he might like bust Rhymes? You think about bust around leaders of the new school. And he did like a total, like he came, he, he, he came forward again in our cycle in 2020, dropped another classic album. You know, like with Doom, Doom, Doom to me has always been like an on and off again affair. Because I remember the, the last time I the last time I got the last time I got Doom was 2016 on Adult Swim. I was watching adult swim i was watching i was watching the boondocks one late one night and then you hear the doom track in the background that paper mill joint and i'm like is that him again and you listen you li- you hear the voice and you stop what you're doing because doom pops in and out your life he's like the forrest gump of hip-hop he just keeps popping in different <laughs> cycles and you listen to it i mean like you know i remember he did a lot for adult swim and if you watch cartoons and anime like we were talking before He's part of that anime world. You know, he's a superhero in the hip hop. He's a superhero villain. And basically he wanted to be that guy, that guy to pick up the map. He's our Killmonger. You think about it in hip hop. You know, There's that's a good, that's, that's a T'Challa and then that's him. He's the, he's the fool of everything that's good, but he, lyrically he's sick. And you think about it, everything, you know, you're right, the tracks are so strange. The first thing you listen to him, you go back and listen to him in the car later and then you driving somewhere and you in the car by yourself, and you vibing out the doom, and you'd be like, man, that was sick, man. I mean, like, you know, that's just how he is, though. He grew on me. Cause The first time I heard it, I was listening to other, to other hip-hop. I was listening more New York hip-hop, and New York hip-hop sometimes taints you a little bit, because you listen for that cold, like, that that delivery. New York delivers different in the South. The South is more is laid-back, kill you. New York is like, ah. Uh, New York is bap, 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 you get punched. The South is more like, uppercut hook jab to the body it's a it's a different fighting style In the west coast they just slide and they stick in the movie so everybody you know at music and every culture every 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 part of the country of the world is different but yeah doom man you know i, I feel like that i feel we like on that maurice you never hear those stories again or hear this guy take you down that path the bizarre face and the rest of that stuff you know just beautiful music when you think about it from a hip-hop perspective i'm glad
0: yeah. you brought up bizarre face because like mm-hmm that's when I fully embraced Doom, Mm -hmm. and admittedly that was later in his career. Right. So that was something that my ear can kind of get with, because obviously I loved um, Inspector Deck and him doing his Mm -hmm. own side project. But if you think about it, when you bring up the anime elements like Zarface took three people, you know, the two MC's and the DJ or whatever, to kind of create the the Zarface um, Mm -hmm. character. And they teamed him up or versed him up with metal, you know, metal face with with Doom. And Doom is creating this whole alter ego on his own. Like he's making his own beats, he's making sure this content is in front of your face. And he's almost like the Gorillas, but just with one person. Uh. Like he was very dedicated to what this, the ethos, like the mythos of this character, right? And when you're talking about flow, like I can't place his content because he's just very sporadic he's not like eminem wikipedia rap he's like very like weird and bizarre with it like he's painting crazy visuals but he's also he doesn't like he creates his own flow like not only does he sound awesome on any beat like you can't really place his like flow because like sometimes he'll just stop and then he'll just like jump back into it and it's never like worthy, it's always like you know it's always with it so i don't know i <sighs>
1: Yeah, what you what you mentioned about his flow, um, I'm I'm glad you touched on that because uh, that's you know once again just another another characteristic of his Mm -hmm. that just really made him stand out because you know like you listen to it and you listen to you know some of the tracks, some of the records, and you're like uh, initially you're like, why is he know why why is he spinning off beat like why is he so offbeat or whatever, and but then you go back and listen to it again, you see how he's like he's using voice inflection to kind of to go with the with the way how the way how like that sound is going you know with that beat and so I noticed it um ah, I can't I, I, I can't I can't think of the it's 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 one of the tracks off of uh um food but the way how he um how he does his voice the way how he like you know he brings it up and bring, brings it down at certain points when he goes back to that that part of the uh when he goes back to that part of the beat then it's like kind of like it's it's he does a di- a different octave, so now it's like you no know, it's it's the same flow but it's like on different levels though, and and so like, and that's that's the kind of stuff right there. It's like you know he's just so you know he he's he, you you can't you can't categorize him or put him into a box in terms of like okay who do you compare him with. You know, because there's literally no one that you can, like, you know, you can match him up with, you know, in terms of, like, you know, uh, comparisons and whatnot. Uh, but the way how he would just, like, you know, manipulate his, like, voice aesthetics, it was really, like, this is some different shit. This is some alien shit right here.
0: Um, <laughs> yes.
1: it, it really is, man. There, there was this article, um, and I was looking for it. I was looking for it earlier because I wanted to share it, but I can't, I, I, I can't find the link, so I'm going to, you know, try it a little bit later. Uh, but this article uh, that breaks down the, the, the top the top rappers who have like the best, like the, like, the best when it comes to wordplay, when it comes to vocabulary, when it comes to sentence structure, it's, it's a very like uh, it's a it's very like English class center focus on on the way how um, how words are used in hip hop. And like, you know, who has like the biggest vocab- vocabulary as well too, and how complex the vocabulary is, you know, when it comes to their lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, the number one person on the list is ASAP rock, not ASAP Rocky, ASAP okay. rock. <laughs> Mm-hmm. that's uh that's the number one and the number two is yeah, I love them
0: yeah, yeah. actually Ace a- a- said they did like um a dedication track to doom too it's pretty dope
1: yeah 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 I I, I um I, I saw I saw the little thing for it the other day but um but yeah you know what I'm saying so like so that type of like you know so when I saw when he was number two I was very as a fan I was proud as hell mm-hmm. <laughs> See, seeing them all uh, you know top two and everything Cause when I saw the when I saw the headline, I'm like I'm, I'm like Doom gotta be top five. He's gotta be top five. Mm-hmm. So I saw him number two. I'm like okay, that's that's excellent. Uh, but that makes sense though, just because you know like this is this man was not one dimensional at all, not at all. Like there was so many layers and so many different different like you know levels with him, uh, the characters he played as well too. Like you know what we're talking about with uh with King Gidero. like when he raps on uh when he raps on um Crazy World. He's using a completely like his voice completely altered. It's completely altered, but it's him though. You know what I mean? But like, if you didn't know, you'd think it's, it was it was it was something else that you're listening to. So it's just, yeah, man, it's crazy, man.
2: Well, you think about the way he projected his voice, and you think about how many other artists did that. You think about even when Tories Big did that, pretty much when giving the loop, and he changed his voice. Other artists started peeping that style because this guy's an underground legend. So what happens is a lot of artists grow up admiring underground legends, and they go mainstream and you, you don't realize where that style came from. I mean, Doom's delivery was sick. You know, you're right. Sometimes you think he might've been off beat and you listen to it again and you are like, actually he caught the beat and then he and then he slowed it down and then he basically spit. So you listen to it and you go like, wow, that's the 808 that he caught up with. And then he caught up and then he slowed it down, hit the 808 again, basically. Because most artists can't most artists can't stay on beat or they just can't flow. I mean, there's a lot of hip-hop artists out there. Like, you look at, like, people are into, like, uh, NBA Youngboy and the rest of the stuff is out today. You listen to his lyrical content, and you go, what is he talking about? The beat is an 808 with a snare, and he's off. But he's off, but there's no creativity. There's no wordplay. Now, Doom's wordplay is just ridiculous. I mean, the only person, the only person, like, I think about and listen to him, you know, I think about Slick Rick sometimes, his wordplay. You know, you think about children's story and stuff like that, and you can see that inspiration inside of Doom, how like, he grew up in that era where he's listening to real hip hop. So he rhymes like a guy from the eighties with a a plan. You know, like the guys, today's artists don't rhyme that way. They don't write either. You know, a lot of people said, I saw it in my head, I just spit. You know, you could be a good freestyle artist, but you know, if you can't put the production and everything together, like Doom, man, what he did with Zara Face, what he did with all those different collaborations, he took it to another level. That's you know I fell in love again listening to this guy as he started doing more collaborations because he made your favorite artists even better. In that situation, that's the mark of a, a you know a guy at MC at this point because he makes other artists sound better. He made you know, what he did with Ghost is incredible. You know just hands down Ghost is a hella MC. But you put this guy next to him and you see them spar. It's something like Met for a Chef. You remember that track? How they sparred with each other? It's almost like a little bit of what's going on with Giselda right now. Conway and you know, Conway and everybody starting to do that fake beef thing right now. They're trying to get better production. I think that's what's going on. Better lyrics, is, you know, better lyrics out there, basically. That's why people have fake beef like this guy, pretend not to like you and be at a concert with you. That's the funniest thing about Doom. You know, he'll, he'll diss artist and then do a track with him. <laughs> that's nice, you think about it. And how only great artists can do that at that point.
0: Yeah, I think that's so key. Um, I think Kanye was, or Conway was trying to get, like, a collaborative album Mm -hmm. going. I know they did some tracks, so I don't know if we'll actually get to see that album, but I think it speaks to, like, he's a character himself, right? So he kind of sees, like, how larger than life MF Doom is, and, you know, Conway loving the the wrestling element to everything, too. I think it's no Mm -hmm. surprise that he kind of gravitates to that type of personality as a lot of us hip-hop heads do i i also want to like touch on his voice i think his voice is very like iconic i I think guru infamously said in one of his tracks like it's mostly the voice you know as far as like mcs that are up there and i I think besides his flow that is very unrecognizable and very um unmatched like his 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 tone is pretty dope too like I don't know if like he like leaned into it or that just became it because he embraced it. Like, you know, like when I heard him on the third bass track, his voice didn't sound like that. But, you know, given some of the superhero origin story that Maurice was talking about or even like the villain origins, I mean, he was also like homeless on the streets for a bit. Mm -hmm. I think he even was trying to get um, like U.S. citizenship. I don't think he was ever able to get it either. Oh, bro.
1: See, do that. All right. So. I don't mean to cut you off, but oh you know, yeah, yeah, you touched on that. And that's and that's something that's been like that that's really been bothering me since Friday. So they uh they announced that um they like you know because the the presidential inauguration so taking place tomorrow, and I think they're having like a two day event starting tonight, like you know with celebrities and artists, you know like you know come out to sing and whatnot and everything. Probably have, like Beyonce, Jennifer Hudson, or whatever, you know like out there. Uh, John Legend so like right. and they put together like his, a like the official inauguration playlist um, as well and like the playlist has like you know tip you know like your, your Kendrick Lamar's your Drake's uh, you know I think I believe um, I believe uh, Tri- uh, Tribe is on there as well too but then they have MF Doom on there I'm like what
0: no way hey, really
1: MF Doom so first the first question I had like what? wait what track what record <laughs> <laughs> what record's gonna be on there you know what I mean that you know what I'm saying?
0: I'm like, what, no what, King,
1: I, I'm dying to know what they pick, but what, when this is what touched on, and I want to touch on what you're talking about. And this is what really kills me is the irony of the whole thing. You know, it's like, you know, like, you know, I, hey, you know, I, I nothing but love for president Obama and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, but I got called, you know, I got called what's, uh, what's real. His administration is what is the reason why he couldn't get into the, he can not he couldn't get back to the United States um he was on a, a second tour in the in uh, in europe uh back in two thousand and ten and he's trying to come back to the united states you know home and and they denied him and so they denied him entry because like what you talked about earlier um jay like you know he you know born in the u k but like you know he was raised in, raised in new york um but he never really he never was an official citizen in of the united states so there was even, like, a petition that was passed around as well, too, like, you know, to get him back, you know, just to, like, you know, at least, like, you know, take a look at him, take a look at his files or try to, like, you know, make a way and everything, never was able to come back to the United States and never was able to get, um, was able to get citizenship, uh, let alone that. Um, and so, yeah, and that's the reason why he's been abroad this entire time. And it's, you know, that's, you know, like I said, like, you know, I, nothing but love for President Obama, but, like, that's just one of the sayings, the one like, the qualms I have with him just just on some like hip hop fan type shit so i'm just like like because to me me personally i've never i've never seen him perform i've never seen i've never had the pleasure of being able to see him perform and that was always one of my bucket list items as well was to be able to see doom live you know that was like a dream of mine even you know like the a few times my wife and i we went over to we went over to um we went we went overseas you know for um for vacation and I would look, cause I would see, I would know that Doom would like, you know, go on tour, like, you know, in like Germany or, you know, Ireland or whatever like that. So I would say like, you know, will he be on the road or something anywhere remotely close to me? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Cause mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I always wanted to see if that would happen. And then I would go in real story, real real, real real talk. I would go to his website, like probably like every, like once every week, just to see if like some tour, some tour information, something changed. He was able to come come to the United States, like you know, maybe he was granted a temporary visa or whatever like that that I didn't know about and he was gonna be playing to Congress, you know what I mean? So I would look for that because I always wanna see him before, man. And like but yeah, so like nah, he never had the opportunity to be able to get the uh the citizenship back. And it's been a broad sense. It's, it's, it's a it's a real it's a real tough way to end that, man, for real. Because you know, fans over here, you know, we miss that, you know?
2: I mean that's that's you just, know, I, mean, I was reading about that a couple of days ago. It's messed up. when you think about that administration's policy totally probably killed a lot of collaborations because it's not like today with guys recording, not in the same studio. You know, he's the artist that he has to be at the studio with you to make that effect. You know, he did a lot, you know, with recording here and sending it to this producer wow. or having somebody come to the UK to, you know, to record with him. Because the did, you know, like go did a lot of tracks with him in Europe. So they did a lot of time together overseas opposed to the United States. You know, that kind of happened with Slick Rick. You remember Slick Rick got deported when we were kids? He got sent back to London. And we lost a lot of his talented years because he got then he got incarcerated. So it's been stuff. And you think about it from that perspective is that, you know, the immigration thing affects culture. It affects everything in this world. You know, we get robbed of some of the things that we really want because, you know, hey, policies and stuff. I mean, it would have been nice to see that guy in concert. I never saw him in concert. I know Jay saw him. My other guys saw it. I get kind of jealous and they tell these stories, and I sit back and listen. I'm like, what was that like? You know, like, I've seen Wu in concert. I've seen Notorious Big in concert. That was amazing. I saw Big. I saw Big before he passed, and that was incredible. And, you know, we never got you to see these artists mature on the bigger scale, you know what I mean? These are These are legendary performances, like, you know, like, I got my guilty pleasures out there. Like, I'm going to see a Tyler concert. I hate to say that. But I'm going to see a Tyler Creator concert because I think that he is one of those eccentric rappers as well. They all fall in that bucket category. Like, artists that I can't see them being 40 or 50 years old. You know, you think about this. These artists that enjoy them now. It's like Kanye. Will there be a Kanye at 50? I don't know. <laughs> you know. You know, not the way he's moving right now in that situation. You know, Michael Jackson. Can you see a 60-year-old Michael Jackson? No. We, it never happened. So, you know, enjoy these artists
0: while they're here right now. It's the best thing I can say, you know, enjoy them in their prime. Yo, I'm glad you brought up Tyler, the creator, because I, I got to see him at um, Lollapalooza do a set. And that's when I fully embraced him as an artist, because I always knew mm-hmm. he had that kind of horror rap thing going for him. But mm-hmm. the latest stuff has been, like, totally off the charts as far as his artistry goes. But um, I wanted to, like, read this quote really quick. So most steps said something... Um, in hip hop dx, I think He said something like about Doom. He rhymes as weird as I feel. When I saw that Mad Villain record, I bought it on vinyl. I didn't even have a record player, I bought it just to stare at the album. <laughs> I started it, I just kept going. I understand it. And obviously, most deaf had his own crazy travel um, you know, band stories. You know, that's probably why he even changed it name the Yacine Bay. But I, I just I bring that up because like they they are of the same. The same cloth too they have the same vein you know as far as like artists that are screaming to be heard and you know like wanting to kind of find i don't think the audience is the right word but just find their people you know find the people that actually respect what they do and yeah i mean just the passing of doomed kind of just underlines like how much how much he actually got accomplished but also like how much he wasn't able to accomplish you know it's just it's just kind of soul crushing yeah Think about
1: it it's it's something about that uh it's something about it's something about the album cover because right. I, was, I was yeah because it's just like it's it's so like it's 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 so like you know i do use the word plain but it's just like you know it's it's very direct but at the same time it's it's so iconic though you know what i mean like it's just like i i, I can relate to you know I, I you know i wasn't in that situation obviously but like i can totally relate to the feeling of seeing that see, seeing that vinyl cover being like you know just like completely captivated by it just buying it and just staring at it and just just looking at it just having it as art like you know like i don't even want to open this i just want to just just look at it and be able to like feel what it feels you know because it was some about that the way how like it was just like it was a little gritty but at the same time like you know kind of saw what was going on you saw like one half of his face being dark mm-hmm. you know, i have like you know you see the eye He's wearing the mask. The mask looks dark on one side, it looks a little bit shiny on the other side. Whatever, it's called, like a two-face situation that's going on right there. You know, it could, it could represent both, like you know, uh, him and Madeline because like you know, they they, they did it together. So it's like it's a lot of like it's a it's a lot of like uh, uh just just a lot of theories that you you can pull just from that one from that one image. It just gets you uh, a quick snapshot of the of the uh of the man's mask, and you know, it's like that's and that's it's those small little it's those small little 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 details those small little little gems that like you know that we really hold on to you know as fans and just really be able to appreciate now a lot a lot more now that we're like you know looking looking back on things but yeah yeah you talk about like something that stands out you know like that's uh you know that that's just one of those things man and yeah, it's just uh it's just wild that like, you know, we're not going to see that again. And it's like, um, cause somebody was like, Man, doesn't somebody was asking me, like, doesn't kinda like, you know, piss you off that now like, you know, everyone's like, you know, you know, trying to talk about Doom, bump Doom, you know, his streaming his streaming numbers went up like eight hundred percent, they said. Like, does that kinda like, you know, make you mad? I'm like, no, it doesn't, you know, and I'm gonna tell you why, because um, like I'm not I, I remember I used to be one of those people where, you know, if I like an artist that no one else liked, but then they blew up and not everybody mama like, I'm kind of like, you know, man, where the, where the hell y'all been at? You know what I'm saying? But
0: like, <laughs> right.
1: you know, like where, where y'all at? But like some with, but some with this, so I've, I've graduated from that mentality. And it's like, no, because I want, I want his art to be shared. I want his art to be appreciated. I want his music to really be taken in. And for people to ask you like, you know, like, okay, like learn about it. Like everyone, everyone's walking around, everyone's walking around with a computer in their pocket so like you can get information at any time you want so it's like no, i want people to like you know google okay who is mf doom and like you know wh- where you know where did he come from and, and everything like that i wanted to be new fans because you know you want that art you want that mystery you want the enigmatic that he possessed to, to, to live forever you know what i mean you want that you want that 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 uh that, that cult like feeling of being uh, being a fan of his and you want these new like the, the, these new heads like these new kids and everything who are into or into uh, the music to, to be able to look back on this and be like you know like what like I had to be cra- had to be crazy to like you know live during a time when he was like you know he was out there and Jay like in your, your situation to go to a show of his like you want those stories to carry on you want the music to carry on you want that entire uh, persona to carry on. So like that will never die because that's this is something that we can, us three and everyone else listening, us three, we can relate to this. We can relate to this feeling right now. But 40 years from now, when they're looking back on this as like, you know, like a a historic moment in hip hop, they're just going to be thinking to themselves, man, if only I could have been a part of that, uh, been been alive back then to be a part of that energy, like when, uh, when Doom was dropping. Like, you know, you said, you mentioned earlier about, like, you know, the the collab, the, the collapse he was doing, like, you know, it was our face and even the, uh sorry, my dog's tripping. Um, and even the, what he did with Bishop Nauru as well, too. You know, that was another, that was another project that, like, you know, introduced this, introduced this kid to, you know, like, you know, to all of us. Like, you know, we, like, I didn't know who he was, you know, before, before I came out. But like, it made me like, you know, pay attention to him. It made me like, you know, follow him and follow his work and whatnot and everything. And that's why it's like, you know, like you want that, you want that to always, that, that type of practice to carry over, you know, within, uh, w- within hip hop. So there can be, you know, like there, there could be that, there could be that, that artist that creates their own, that carves out their own legacy, their own pathway to create like, you know, an individual style that, that only they possess, so.
0: Yeah, bro.
2: Uh, You're right. I mean, it, 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 you know, it speaks volumes. Like, you know, you talk, you talk about album covers, you know, that's the reason I buy vinyl today is for the album cover. I mean, you're looking at the Jizz's album cover, you know, you're looking at Shadowbox and you're looking at the imagery and then Marvel did like a series where they did like, you know, Marvel X, you know, Marvel X Def Jam. That was a pretty cool setup. They did like the 50 cent cover with Iron Man and everything like that. You know, and then a lot of that goes back to the Doom effect because you know them album covers, man. You remember whole cakes, you remember, you remember an album cover, you know, it's pretty cool. You know, you remember like uh, you know, like it's just it's just even M Food, you think about it, that you know, the way he looks back, the way he looks back at your album cover, it's like a soulful look. Like he's looking at you like I'm cooking up beats. I'm dropping, you know, I'm dropping classics right now. It's so it's so you know, it's music for your soul, pretty much is what he was dropping. M Foods, pretty much. I mean, you know, he hasn't had a bad album. It's just that, you know, the problem with this guy is that hip hop was in such a weird place when he dropped originally. You know, we were in the, the Make Them Dance area, you know, it was shiny suits and everything. So conscious hip hop got put somewhere. This is like underground conscious hip hop. So it was a different movement when you think about it. You know, I think about when you first hear artists, you see the album cover, that's the reason I bought CDs. It's the same reason I buy vinyl today. I look at the artwork. You know, like you think about Black on Both Sides. You think about uh, Tali Kwali and everything. They took their nods from other artists before them. And that's how music lives forever. Lyrics live forever. A bad album dies in two weeks and disappears. You know, you look at uh, 6 9 He dropped the album with rainbows and everything on the cover. And it sits inside, I go to Sugar Records on uh, Milwaukee Avenue. And I go in there sometimes, doom stuff always moves. And you hit an instrumental album out for a while for Whole Cakes. I almost bought the instrumental for like a hundred dollars, and people are like, why do you want? I want the beats. You know, the thing is the production outlives, a good, good album production lives forever. You know, you can, you can listen to it five, 10 years. Our music is timeless. You know, we listen to stuff that's hot. That was hot 20 years ago today. This music today you listen to, nobody's going to be singing a Drake song 20 years from now. I may, I hate to say that there might be, you know, the best you ever had might be his classic and then you get outside of that Everything else sounds like a Sade a song, Love lovers rock, with a guy rapping over. It. You know, it's, it's you know it's crack It's that it's that crap hip hop right now. I call it. So Doom and everything like that is refreshing. It's our face. I bought it for the album covers, and I listened to the music. I came for the party, and I stayed for I stayed for the drinks. That's the way I look at the Doom albums, pretty much.
0: I love that comparison. Um, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Maurice, when you're talking about like, you know doom and like searching him out and figuring out all the nerd stuff about him like figuring out that m food is actually mf doom like mixed up and you know knowing that his last name when you say his last name short it actually is doom you know for demille like i love that people are like absorbing these facts about him and like knowing how dope he is and he was like uh, gonna be 50 you know what i mean like he passed away at 49 and just to think that he still had the best years ahead of him is kind of like speaks volume of an artist. And it's not even like any age shaming behind it. I actually wanted to read this really quick quote too. Um, So basically his wife put something on his IG page, I think um, when he passed away, like one of the days after it was announced Um, the greatest husband, father, teacher, student, business partner, lover, friend, I could ever ask for. Thank you for all the things you have shown, taught, given me, Our children, family, thank you for teaching me how to forgive beings and give another chance and not to be so quick to judge and write off. So, I mean, like, to know all of his origin story and to know how much he plays up the villain, but still behind the scenes to hear somebody like that kind of speak up to kind of show that, you know, I I don't know, I'm not sure if, like, he always, he always had a plan behind the scenes, but, like, he definitely was a layered person. Like, he was a layered artist. He was a layered um human being and yeah I think I think it's kind of dope that people will will be able to s- dis- discover somebody who you know who has that def- who had a lot to kind of like give the world you know in different ways
1: yeah you know it's um that's interesting you know like it's going back to like you know what we're talking about when it comes to just uh like you said Jason like the the many layers of him <laughs> Um, like we've always been accustomed, you know, we've always been accustomed to him, you know, being the character that he is, like you know, being the Mf Doom character and being the villain of hip hop. We've been so accustomed to that that hearing that, you know, what his wife put out, you know, just really gave it a, gave him a, such a, a very human, human uh, quality about him that we never really that we may have never really like you really took it into consideration like or really even or we might have taken it for granted like you know we didn't think about it you know because like we were so like enthralled with like you know who he was with his with his uh with his character and that with her doing that I feel that that's such that's such an appropriate way to have your epitaph read that like you know the last words the last official words coming from the family like in relation to him is showing him being like you know after after all after all is said and done after all the smoke is clear after all the fire and everything this man is a human being and he is, you know, he, he is a man among us. You know, it, it sort of reminds me, there's this, uh, this anime that's on uh, Netflix called Castlevania. It's yeah. like, it's based off the, yeah, based off the video game. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's based off the video game. And, um, and Vlad Dracula, you know, in that, you know, in, in the show, obviously he's like, you know, the, um, the top, you know, the, the top antagonist, depending on how you look at it, but he's a top antagonist. But when he's with, when he's with his, uh, his wife, you know, she really humanizes him and makes him become like, you know, like have like more of a uh, more like have feelings, have like, you know, like a soul pretty much. And that's what that kind of reminded me of when you were reading that just now, Jay, you know, just like reminding us and making us, making us understand that as he departs his life, you know, don't forget this man, you know, this man was a he, he, he was a man and he had a soul and he can love and he could care and he could be vulnerable and he could be emotional and he can, he can be happy and such and everything. And I see that's like a really, like a, that's just like a really perfect way to like, you know, to like, you know, to, to put a, a final punctuation on the, on the villain, you know, the villain of the story. And like, and speaking of villain, it's, it's crazy how it's like him dying on the 31st of October on Halloween and then his death being announced on New Year's Eve the last day of arguably the worst year <laughs> in the history of life, <laughs> a year where uh, the year 2020 that forced everyone to wear a mask wherever they went, that he passed that way. I'm like, this is the most, this is the most doom way, the M- most MF doom way, to to pass away. This is like, this is like the most MF doom way of, of, of how to go. And it's like, man, like, you know, it's 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 sad, but at the same time, you're like, fucking doom, man. That's
2: that sense, man. <laughs> we all turned it to him and start wearing masks. <laughs> so,
0: right. Yo, but
2: Ma- Tupac could
0: never dream up any type of like hip hop origin story or no. you know, departing the earth story like that's poetic as that.
2: Halloween and then yeah. announcing on like the last day of the year. You know, the, you know, I'm out of here. And you're like, you know, you're reading it. You're like, what the hell? Because you know, because you know, you're we talking about the Conway uh, collaboration, and I was getting excited about that beginning of the Doom album. And then when that dropped, I was like, this got to be a joke. Because you know, like I'm reading, it, okay, players said it, like you said it. And I was like, it must be true. Because I saw, it, I saw it, like on all the paparazzi sites and stuff like that. I'm like, nah, because you know, TMZ has killed people before they actually die. You know, which is really sad. Like they were trying to kill Dr. Dre a couple of weeks ago. And I was just like, and I'm like, did Dr. Dre is you know, he's still in the hospital? But they were like, Dr. Dre will probably pass later today. I'm like, come on, TMZ, don't do that. And then they came back and said, oh, he's recovering. I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, we couldn't deal with that. that if that had happened, I mean, 2021 has already started mysterious, you know what I mean? In that situation. But, you know, just hope that, you know, we don't lose any more artists anytime soon, you know. But you never know what. Universe got
0: in store for us on the hip hop front.
1: Yeah, I saw how 2020 started with uh with Kobe passing away. That was, I mean, you want to talk about some shocking news? Like what? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's crazy how we saw. It was in January 2020 mm-hmm. we lost Kobe. The last day of the of the year we lose Doom. It's like, like those th- those bookends could be stronger. It was like God dog man like oh. Uh.
2: Yeah, I mean, what well, you know, man, it was terrible. I mean, the Kobe thing—you were just like, damn. You know, you're watching, you're watching the helicopter footage, and they're showing the wreckage. Then they lead the top, they leaked the 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 scene out there was really disturbed the hell out of me, because you know, I think like there's like I like when Doom went, it was respectful. You know, they 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 knew he had passed. They waited. They released the information, and everybody respected when Kobe went down. People had to know he was really gone. So people went to the crash site. They took photos of the crash site. They sold images out there. You know, same thing with King Von. You know, I'm not, I ain't the biggest King Von fan, but that's messed up. You do not post the autopsy of somebody on the internet like that, or share or put the pictures on Facebook. That's where social media gets too deep into the fact you said this is a man, this is a this is a father, and everything else. Whatever you got to have respect in that situation. You humanize people, but at the same time. You don't want to see them in that form and that factor. You know what I mean. You don't want to see somebody that way if you don't have to in this world. That's not how that, That's not how you want to last remember somebody. So Doom, he went out on his own terms. I got to say, they, you know, I don't know if he left a note for his wife. Who released the information on this date. You know, he had to be sick for a while or something. And we didn't know. And sometimes in hip hop and you know, celebrities, we don't know what people are doing. Like Chadwick Boseman, you know, you think about that, we didn't know. We didn't know, and you know, he did Black Panther and all that, and the man was sick the entire time. So that's the reason I'm I'm in a less criticizing mode this year, and and every every and all these. Models, I don't know what people are dealing with every day, so I, I let artists be artists. You know, even if your project is garbage, hey man, that was a good try. <laughs> that's my new that's my new uh, motto this year. Let's not be negative about it because we don't know what people are dealing with at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, that kind of hit me pretty hard was the, uh, the the co-founder of the Roots, Malik B. Yeah, he passed away um last year. I think um Novak, you were talking about um who is it? Uh Skabadoo, who is that that you um were mentioning to me? Hold on a second.
2: Shabadu? Yeah, Shabadu, Shabadu. Yeah, 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 from uh, from from, uh, from from Breaking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he used to dance, he used to come dance to, like when I was in grammar school, he'd come to the grammar schools and dance and stuff like that. He's a Chicago, he's a Chicagoan. So the weird thing about it was right, right, right. No, I grew up watching breaking, and, you know, everybody wanted to be a break dancer back in the day, and everybody wanted everybody wanted to spin on their knee, you know, tear their jeans up and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> you know, and that guy, man, was awesome, man. You think about, you know, you think about, the, you know, the artistry, what they did for hip-hop, they did for music and everything. It all comes full circle at this point. Those are artists. Today, man, you know, we got the Les Twins, you know, they're in their own, you know they're, dan- they're, you know, they're dancers, but it's a different type of dance, you know. I just think that, you know, to get more artists like Doom, to get more artists like Tylers and stuff of the world, those are, those are the artists that are going to push the genre forward right now at this point. You know, I, I think Wayne is great on some occasions. I think that, I think there's value to Thugger. I think there's value to everybody in hip-hop, but they're just artists that change the culture. This guy is going to breed better MCs. You know, that's the, that's the beauty of his music. You don't get better artists. That's gonna be another guy like Doom. That's gonna be another artist. He might not quite be Doom, but you're gonna get artists that plays the pageantry. Like Tyler started doing it with the wigs and everything, dressing up, turning to Igor. That's having fun in hip-hop. And that's what's missing from hip hop. You know, we can't rap about selling dope every day. You know, everybody ain't in the trap. That's what I love about hip-hop is that it takes you so many different places and so many different steps
0: yeah i agree and i think even like i saw some footage of tyler and Odd Future like cheering doom on like at mm-hmm. a show like before they were a big yeah. time so mm-hmm. you knew like how much he actually doom was responsible for breeding a lot of like um you know his fellow blurbs out there i was gonna <laughs> say that um doom also kind of makes me think about um like just like because you know tyler like and i think. Uh, what what a lot of people get wrong about hip hop or even rappers in general is like a lot of them like to gloss and floss and they like to be the center of attention which is true but you also get an artist like doom that you know maurice when you were talking about the beginning about him being so personal and almost kind of like private and almost like a, a, a secret you know secret art that you feel like you're discovering because that is almost how he presented himself too like he did play the villain he did do a lot of caricature stuff but he also he also took his craft seriously, you know, and he wasn't ready to drop a solo album or a collab album until he actually was ready to do it, you know, and he was actually committed to it. So I think it speaks volumes to what the artist needs, you know, think about.
1: Yeah, and and, and that's and that's I'm I'm glad you touched on that with artistry because um that's going back to what Key, you know Q was saying a second ago, um a lot a, a lot of the focus i think is mis, is misguided and it's misdirected uh, in terms of like you know when you when you're putting a project out and this this goes with rappers this goes for um you know like um um artists uh, artists like 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 actors as well too producers whomever directors uh their focus now is more about i need the views i need the follows i need the reactions and nothing about i need to put out a, a quality piece of work or something that I'm, I'm very proud of you know at least you know it's more about i need the reaction from you know f- you know from everyone i need for them to share it i need for them to like it i need for them to follow me i need for the i need for the views so it's like you're pandering only to that and i get it i get it because like you know nowadays you know we're, we're getting to a point where we want to monetize uh digital uh you know di- digital um information However, it takes away the focus of like, you know, actually putting out a piece of work that you really are proud of, that you really are like, you know, you you pour your you pour your soul into to make sure that it, it comes out sounding sounding the way that you, you know, you visualize in your head or, or it coming out looking away how you visualize in your head and such. And instead it's all about like, you know, for lack of a better term, it's all about like you no know, just doing everything for clout and clout chasing and all and, and all that stuff and everything. And it's not even about just putting out some, like, you know, just wanting to put out some very, some very meaningful work. And, you know, like, when you go to, like, a lot of these, um, a lot of, like, YouTube comments, it would just, a lot of the, a lot of the comments that are in there, you know, focus more so on, like, you know, uh, the views and, like, you know, like, what's being said or whatever like that. But it's not really, like, you know, about, like, you know, get, having to captivate and build this audience. Whereas, with you know, with Doom, his, it was his work, like you said, Jay, his he was so, I mean, he had to be so like fully invested into like, you know, into believing what he was putting out that like, you know, that's what he, that's when he touched it. And that's, and I feel that like, you know, he probably got all kinds of offers from like mad artists, like to, to cl- do collaborations with and, and to do projects with them. I'm pretty sure he got, he got tons of, uh, of, uh, of, of uh, people reaching out, but, you know just going back to like you know it has to be the right fit at the right time and in the right lane and he honored that and i feel like he honored and he and he respected that and i feel like that's why and that and this is why like what you said earlier there's no trash album of his you never put out a trash project because everything had to be done a certain way and it had to be done with the right people with the right producers the right djs the right features for it to come out the way that he's that, that he's visualizing, so he so he wasn't one of those artists that was like doing everything for the attention and for the views and for the likes, you know, stuff. It really was for like you know wanting to put out a really good good piece of work, no matter how long it took, no matter how you know you know how, no matter how many bumps in the road there may have been and whatnot. And whatnot it had to be quality, you know. Um, um, peanut butter wolf. From Stone's Throw, he was on uh, mm-hmm. he was on a uh, Juan Epstein podcast uh, a couple of weeks back, and they were talking about they're they talking pretty much what we're doing right now is talking about doing chopping it up. And he said, um, and, and y'all probably know what I'm talking about, but he said, and so correct me if I'm wrong, but he said like like 85 percent of Mad Villainy Two is is done or re- and ready ready. Um, that like you know it's, it's it's been ready for like for some years now." But he doesn't know if he if if he'll ever if he'll ever be put out because because it's it's that fifteen percent that's still questionable and that fifteen percent makes a difference so it's like you know it has to you know, he said it has to be like the right the right people mixing it the right engineers the right you know the, the, the right producer or whatever but he said like, we might not get it though. And I get it because that fifteen percent really does make a difference because that fifteen percent can really make can really make can really make the difference between it being a true doom album or just being some you know posthumous uh, just put some posthumous project that was put together that was thrown together for you know for, for money. What's two so, situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, so I, I think that that might be a good um, note to end on, or as far as like final thoughts because I'm curious what y'all think your favorite MF doom album is he doesn't do trash albums. I'm almost like, I don't, I wouldn't say embarrassed, but I, I think I was almost misguided by thinking that the danger doom album was the best. Like, I only say that. Cause like, that's when I finally approached him why I finally discovered him. And I think the album's good, but the reason why I'm kind of like um, downplaying a little bit is because a lesser artist would have wrote that, you know that um aqua teen you know like train and milked it for all it's worth and came out mm-hmm. with like so many damn like aqua how aqua you know teen albums but no like I think all the features were dope from those characters from that cartoon mm-hmm. um CeeLo on there Talib and you know of course Ghost is amazing and I, I think like like yeah Novak no when you said him on features like he makes the featured artists sound sound dope and even better mm-hmm. but I think it's almost it's almost like cool to like honor like him when he's like doing his own stuff. Like, you know, when you only hear him, right. Because it's like, mm-hmm. he pulls you into his world. And I'm definitely curious about all his instrumental albums. Cause I know he, he takes, you know, his beat making really serious too, even when he's not spitting. So I'm definitely like um, curious to dive into the catalog, but do y'all got any other like, albums in general that stand out. I'm always hard pressed to come up with some lyrics that stand out because like almost every doom line is a quotable. So it's like mm-hmm. it's really hard to even like, you know, stand up to that challenge. But.
2: Me, it's Operation Doomsday that, yeah. that to that to me is like that's the album. You know, it, it was my weight room album for a while. You know, you go out in the gym, you got Operation Doomsday on, you got Rhymes Like Dimes on there, you got uh, you got the Doomsday track. I mean, it's just sweet, you know, because it's like you know, it's the first album, you know, and you laugh about, you know, it's that debut album, pretty much. And you know, you got you got the you got the you got the MIC on there, which is pretty good. You got uh, the Mystery of Doom, which is hilarious. I mean, that's it. It's like it's one of those funny intros. You think about like he's telling the story. It's like what the what the Wu Tang does. This guy, you know, the Wu Tang. You, you can hear how these guys all came during that same time period. And they kind of inspired each other, you know. Doom, you know, with his New York Knicks jersey, on, you know, rock, you know, rocking that uh, that Pat Ewing jersey, and everybody thought Pat Ewing was washed up, and Doom's wearing a Patrick Ewing jersey <laughs> around. You know, he wore that on because because Pat Ewing became the villain in the New York, you know, New York Knicks culture. So let me put the jersey, and the mask on. Let me put let me put those two symbols together. Okay. And then okay. Patrick is straight to Seattle. That was like around, I remember that situation. Oh, wow. So yeah, he wore the Patrick Ewing jersey just to piss people off. <laughs> and people and he put the mask on. You think about that, you're like, it's clever. But for me, it's Operation Doomsday because, you know, every track on there, you know, even the last track, the last track has no title. <laughs> it's like, question mark? You know, that's how he closed out the album. <laughs> it has no title. And, and I remember the first time I heard that on uh, CD, I was like, what's the name of 18? What's the name of track 18? It's a like question mark. Who the hell does that? Ends the album with a question mark. <laughs> you know, he didn't title anything. It's like, it's like what, it's like what D'Angelo did, you know, with that one track. It, untitled.
0: Untitled, yeah.
2: So, I mean, yeah, Doom, legend, man, it's our Doomsday for me. The album cover is one of my favorites. I bought that vinyl just to look at the cover. And, that, you know, those artists, that got me into collecting vinyl. I mean, it's, I would love to see a, a Kanye Doom collaboration would have been awesome. When he did the Gorillas was sweet, and I love the Gorillas. You know, in that situation, I've been buying Gorilla albums for years.
1: Man, what's crazy you said that is that um, Doom. I watched this interview that he did um, some years back um, in the UK, and Doom they asked him if, you know, if you could do a, you know, if you have like a dream collaboration, you know, artist that you want to work, that you would work with, who would it be? And he was saying, you know, I don't, I don't really listen to, you know, a lot, anyone that's out there right now uh, except for the one person that I do listen to that I would, I would work with would be Kanye West. And I, and her and now I'm like, and because I'm i I'm a Kanye fan as well too. I'm just like, Oh my God, we missed that. You know what I'm saying? But um yeah, like, you know, that, that would be great. But like, In terms of like you know favorite album man it's uh it's 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 mad it's mad villainy for me and um it's mad villainy and also take me to your leader uh by king Ghidorah. and mad villainy just like the way how that album is arranged and how it's and how it's like displayed and how it's set up um it's it's produced as if like you know you're you're like you're watching like like you're watching it like you're watching a story happen you know, with the you know with the little like you know snippets in between and like the little like you know the 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 old like you know audio references and whatnot to like you know like classic TV and classic films and everything. It really did like you know just flow like you were watching a program you know in front of you, and it had I feel it had some like you know some of the most classic tracks on there like you know all caps, you know you know rhinestone cowboy. Uh, you know, like you know, it has uh, it has like you know some classic um, America's most blunted. You know, one of my, mm-hmm. my one of my personal favorites, and you know, just like some real, some really, so, some really uh, great projects that really stick with you. But the way how it was arranged was so unique because you just go back to what I was saying earlier. It's not like any other artist. You know, this is what you can listen to that and it fall right into the adventure that the that the album was taking you on. You know, taking you on through like you know, like you know, you know, introducing who who you know who this mad villain is and you know going out to find him and like you know having to like you know uh you know you know having your final encounter with him and everything you know it's you know like we talk about the way how album's end uh key you know with with dunes being the question mark you know mad villainy essentially ends with like so you know some you know someone getting murdered and like you know having like a stake being you know pressed into their heart or something like that but it's it's some wild shit But like uh, that, but that's the thing though, is like, like I said, it it takes you through a story, you know, through uh, uh, an action story or whatever may have you. Uh, King Ghidorah for me, like, you know, that that got me through like a a, kind of a a hard time. I was having a, there was a pocket of time where I was just having like a really, like, I was going through like a lot, like, you know, just like like a lot of personal things. And I hated, I hated my job at the time, like where I was working, I, 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 like I, I detest going to that place. Like thinking about that place would make me ill. And like, going there every morning was a was a was a grind just alone you know the the psychologically what it was doing to me and everything and so I I would listen to King Ghidorah on the way to work every morning and it it wasn't like you know okay I wasn't like okay I'm great it wasn't like that (laughs) where I got to listen to it but it helped so much to remedy a lot of the anxiety and a lot like the personal doubt and a lot of like you know just like the a lot of the other things I was struggling with, it really helped remedy that significantly by the time I got to uh got by the time I got to my desk, and and so like to so like I connect with that album just on a, on a different level just because it really got me through some uh through some tough things, and and it's like you know that's the thing is that like that's how you know like when the music is gonna be living timeless because you'll always remember why why it is like you know that that you love this this piece of work like you love operation doomsday you know for a certain reason i i love it for a different reason you know what I'm saying like you no know, we have our own reasons as to like why we connect with these projects and like yeah and that was uh th- that's that's just one of those that's that's one of those very unique connections that i have with uh the king githra joint so yeah for me it's uh just do it's a tie between matt villainy and uh and king either take me to your leader
0: that's dope. I love that. I love that. I'm glad. I'm glad you you're mentioning how it hit you on a personal level, even when you're at a all time low. The the villain somehow brought some some brightness in your life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hell yeah! I, guess. I, I was here for the antagonist anyway,
2: so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Novak, did you did you want
2: to close us out? Yeah, it's been a it's been a pretty good show. You know, I you know talking doom. You know talking hip-hop that touches the soul at this point, I mean, <clears throat> he's one of those artists that, you know, he's timeless, you know, like, you know, you mentioned, you know, we mentioned Kanye for a moment, and you imagine what that collaboration would have been like, you know, the closest we got to that is Kanye and Tyler, they collaborated yeah. on the Eagle album, yeah. and those collaborations are like, just ridiculous, and you listen to this stuff, and, you know, I think sometimes the music gods, Take away some of these collaborations we get there. It's like, you know, imagine what R. Kelly and Michael Jackson would have did together, or if Inition was a Michael Jackson song, opposed to R. Kelly's song. How would that song have went down in history? You know, well, R. Kelly got other issues, but besides that, you know, <laughs> you, you imagine what that would have been like. But, you know, with Doom, you know, this guy the guy's timeless. He, you know, he's an artist so I'm going to constantly keep listening to throughout my journey in this universe. You know, it's just what it is. You know, it's those artists that you know, you can't, you can't, you can't really summarize what they do for you. I mean, this has been a really good show. Is these are the shows is the reason we do what we do. I like having these in depth conversations about these artists, and how we feel. You know, we touched everything. You know, this is one of those shows I really like. You know, I've been this has got music for years. I didn't think other people liked them the way I did, so I really appreciate hearing other people tell their stories. Like Jason told his cousin's story. You're talking about how you felt at a particular time listening to uh Mad Villainy. And I think about Ridge and Doom. And I think when I listen to that album, I think about just being sneaky in life. You know, Operation Doom was like one of those things where, you know, it came out in '99. So it was just one of those things where in 99, I'm listening to Doom and nobody knew what it was. And I felt like I had like this jewel that nobody knew what it was. Not it was my jewel. And I and I only let certain people listen to Doom with me. So it was weird. You know, I, I had a roommate at the time, Craig at that time. I would not let him listen to Doom. <laughs> oh, Craig. Oh. Yeah. I Yeah. W- I would play like I would play like Master P just to throw him off. And <laughs> he'd leave, I'm playing Doom. He'd be like, what's that track you listen to early? Oh, that was that was Swamp. That was Swamp. That, that was Swamp people at Master P. he be like, that is not the name of the song. I'm like, I'm not gonna say the word. <laughs> so, yeah, really? But yeah, you know, it's great show. Love having you on here, Maurice. We definitely got to chop it up more, talk more hip hop, music, you know, get into like, yeah, I look at your playlist all the time. And I'm like, man, this dude's playlist, it's like a soundtrack to life. (laughs) It's like every day that's a different song. And I'm like, I like that song too. So, yeah, (laughs) cool stuff. But yeah, it's been great. You know, right now you can check us out on on, on iTunes, check us out on Spotify, check us out anywhere out there on podcasts. You know we're only gonna get better with what we do. You know, appreciate everybody for listening. We'll keep this thing going. Uh, right now, Jason, if you want to throw something else out there, let You know, if you want to wrap up or you want to say any other words, feel free.
1: Can, can I say something real quick? Go ahead. Yeah, go for it. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Um, no, th- emphatically, like for real. Thank you so much. You know, for for bringing me on. You know, as a guest, I I really am honored to be a part of this. Oh, I've had a great time. You know, just just sitting up here chopping with chopping it up with y'all about you know just about everything doom school life family all that good stuff and everything <laughs> um you know it's like a little reunion with us so it's just really good seeing y'all being you know productive but seeing y'all like you know just have families being beautiful and just being like you know strong men and you know this is you know I'm I'm really excited to see about see how your uh your platform with Hip Pod heads is going to grow continue to grow and get better, better, be, better, and bigger, and even more like you know insightful and everything as, you know, as as it can be. So being a part of this really was an honor. So I appreciate y'all a, a lot. Um, if I can just plug something really quick, uh, really quick. Um, you know, as as everyone knows out there, like you know, what I talked about before, I run b Side Studios. <clears throat> it's an entertainment platform uh, for independent artists here in, here in Chicago um we we work with artists from all levels of experience uh no matter like what background you come from no matter what your level of experience is no matter how old you are as well too um you know if you have a keen interest in being involved with the arts in some way shape or form please look us up please kind of get in contact with us let us know if you'd like to ever work or you know ever like to like you know be a part of a project or whatever um all of our projects are paid so like you know there's there is opportunity on opportunity with us to be able to like you know make some make some money and everything but also at the same time build up your artistry and your artist portfolio as well so i encourage you all to please get in contact with us if you ever want to uh if you're ever looking for an outlet you know to uh to express your creativity or even be in a film be on a stage you know be on be on some mics we would uh would love to talk to you and we have a a show coming out uh debuting uh next uh next thursday on the 28th of january called buzzing cousins podcast uh it's with Chrissy Johnson and Teresa Johnson and they are going to be uh this is this one's kind of more for the ladies so they'll be talking about like you know like women's issues they'll be talking about like you know mental health they'll be talking about like you know like fashion and you know like you know um like kind of like you know like what's out there whatnot and everything like that so like a lot like a nice little pocket you know for the ladies be able to like you know pour some wine sit back relax you know have some good laughs uh Teresa, she's um she's a comedian. She's a stand-up comedian, so she's like hilarious. So it'll be a lot of humor involved, a lot of information involved as well too. Chrissy Johnson is very a very intelligent woman, uh, so she knows a lot a lot of stuff when it comes to just like you know um just when it comes to like you know like health issues in general and everything. So it's a really informative, a lot of fun podcast. So check it out. It'll be on Facebook. So check it out through B Side Studios or through Buzz and Cousins. Um, yeah, and so it's next next Thursday on the twenty eighth but thank you guys again for having me as a guest it's been a blast i really appreciate y'all y'all gentlemen
0: thank you sir yeah that's what i was basically gonna say like whatever socials you want to plug please follow maurice he's dropping gems he's dropping profits he's dropping everything and you know definitely whether you want to be a performer with the mask or without the mask you know i mean he's got a home for you so yeah i definitely um Thank you all for listening, you know, check us out on the next episode. And um, with that, um, see you, see you next time.